You know what I'm nervous about, Ren? What are you nervous about? Graduating, joining the workforce, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going through all of those hardships. You yeah. Know, less vacations, because as a student, you get way more, less benefits, just stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it's definitely challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the app? Pray tell me, right? I mean, okay, it's not an app, mm -hmm. but there's like a solution that we as human beings have developed for when when the workforce gets to be too much. Lay it on me. Uh, labor unions. Labor unions. Labor unions. Very useful. They, very they, influential. They fight, for your, they fight for you to have a break every once in a while and a certain amount of money. Very, very influential. Yeah, very important. Mm -hmm. And they have played such a role throughout our history. So let's talk about it. I'm Arya. And I'm Ren. And today we're going to be talking about unions. The union. So essentially, what is a union? I know many people may not know what a union is or may not have heard about one. And how do they work? Or you heard about it one time in high Class. school history and now you're, you're not really sure. Mm -hmm. And occasionally it's on the news. You don't really yep. know. So. But we're here to tell you about what these organizations are and maybe you could use this information in the future, which I feel like it's always useful. So a labor union, according to WorkplaceFairness.org, is an organization of workers joined to protect their common interests and improve their working conditions. Unions give workers the power to negotiate with employers through collective bargaining. This means that employees can band together to have more leverage and be on more equal footing with their employers. So how are they formed? Employers either agree to recognize their workers' union voluntarily, or a majority of employees can come together as a bargaining unit and vote for union representation. Then the National Labor Relations Board, or the NLRB, certifies the new union. Employers are legally required to recognize certified unions and negotiate with them. Agreements are written up and signed, then henceforth known as collective bargaining agreements. Employers may not make changes to wages or working conditions without consulting the union, and CBAs, which are collective bargaining agreements, may not be changed without the consent of the union and usually cover wages, vacation time, working conditions, and health insurance. So lots of benefits by the unions. Lots of benefits. And of course, it wasn't always this way. And we'll dive into that history shortly. But just so we know how, how beneficial unions are and why so many different industries have developed them over the years, mm -hmm. let's talk about why you should be a union worker, why you should consider a union if you're in any trade at any point in your life ever. First of all, the power of collective bargaining. Collective bargaining occurs, as Arya said, when a group of people such as the workforce at a company bands together to increase its negotiating power. This process makes sure that any changes are negotiated with the workers rather than imposed by force. Two, higher wages. Economic research shows that unionized workers typically receive higher wages than otherwise com comparable non-union workers. Union workers are also more likely to enjoy consistent pay raises on a regular basis. Three, support. Unions are also important advocates of human rights and democracy. They provide workplace rec representation for their members, have some influence over workplace rules, and provide protection from arbitrary discipline and dismissal. Four, voice. 
good workplace relations can also be a major positive. The important work of Freeman and Madoff in 1984 emphasizes the importance to management of a collective union voice, which facilitates joint labor and management discussions over workplace problems. This openness in communication is enormously important. Productivity is always a social process and not just a technical one. And finally, job security. Unionized workplaces also tend to have far lower worker turnover, giving an employer the benefit of experienced workers and an incentive to invest in the skills of their employees, knowing that they are unlikely to leave the firm. And even apart from the personal benefits of unions, IMF released a report stating that the decline in unionization is directly correlated to the growing margin of income inequality. Unionization has immense economic benefits. And we can see that beginning with how the union labor movement started back mm -hmm. in the, the uh, annals of history here. So let's dive in. Let's dive into it. So the origins of unions in the United States can be traced to the free wage labor market in the artisan trades during the colonial period. Protests against wage reduction and the creation of unions then grew in the cities. The formation of unions proliferated during the Industrial Revolution, which was about 1760 to 1840, where unions defended their work value against cheap labor and long work days. After the Civil War in the mid-19th century, national labor unions emerged. The American Federation of Labor began as a coalition of local unions in 1866. This organization was also involved in strikes to improve conditions for workers. Today, it is called the American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I always think back on the Industrial Revolution, I had to learn about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Oh, yes, I remember You remember that. the yes. Triangle Shirtwaist Factory? Yep. I think about that fire way more than I should. <laughs> Just because the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, like I had to learn about it at least four separate mm -hmm. times, yep. and now it's just permanently in, imprinted in my mind. Mm -hmm. But that was also a big like reason that, or one of the workplace safety concerns that led to unionization. The National Labor Relations Act, enacted in 1935 as part of the New Deal, shout out to FDR, guaranteed the right of employees to organize into unions and outlawed company unions. Company unions were unions that were influenced by an employer and were outlawed in the U.S. because they were used to interfere with independent unions, which are unions that represent workers free of the influence of employers. So basically, company unions would form to try to undermine the labor unions that were fighting for workers' rights by offering them like secure jobs for more pay and less mm -hmm. rights, basically. And right. it was just a convoluted mess. Regarding unions in the U.S. today, the most prominent unions are those representing employees in the public sector, like teachers and government workers. About one in nine workers are represented by a union, and two-thirds of workers who are covered by union contracts are women and people of color who yes. need it the most. Mm -hmm. Outside of the U.S., union membership varies by country. The Nordic countries have the highest union membership of any that set of countries any set of countries that these, these people investigated which is fascinating and it makes a lot of sense uh, it's a very socialist countries up there mm -hmm. 
Um, the, the International Trade Union Confederation was founded in 2006 and defends workers' rights and interests through international cooperation. So if you have a particularly bad situation in a certain area, this International Trade Union uh, was founded to protect those people that come in and kind of like diplomatically solve the issue, which is interesting. All good things. I find it interesting because we're talking about the Nordic countries, right? Mm-hmm, sure. We know them as countries that have a better balance, like a work-life balance. Yeah. I guess that's it. Better work-life balance. And I, I'm sure unions fought for that work-life balance to be, to I be mean, important. The reason that we even have weekends is because of unions. Yeah, and eight-hour workdays. Mm-hmm. Like the United States, the way that we work and the way that we handle our careers on a day-to-day basis is so influenced by unions. The eight our workday, five days a week, that's the end of it. Then you have two days of the weekend. Mandatory amount of vacation. Right. All of that is because of unions. And that's pretty nice. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know, it's not just these like nine to five jobs that have labor unions. Um, there are there are labor unions for like arts as mm-hmm. well, like the theater, theater. There's Screen Performers Actors Guild, SAG. Right. We're familiar with that one. And there's like one for theater like performers live performers which is which is really helpful to them because as you can imagine that's not a very stable career at all right. so having a union for that particular field is super important and we've been talking about unions today unions in the past but what are unions going to look like in the future so 19 police officers in Austin were facing charges for the use of excessive force during the summer 2020 Black Lives Matter protests. And the police union announced in around summer 2020, the police union announced that 19 police officers in Austin were facing charges for the use of excessive force during the Black Lives Matter protests. People are generally unsure as to the future of unions. It's hard to arrange unions, and with everything becoming more centralized due to monopolies and digitization, it will become more and more difficult for workers to organize. Especially as more things become more automated, less workers will be needed, leading to decreased power of the union, because there's decreased power of the people. Unions have declined compared to historical evidence. So according to the WEF, which I don't know what that is, I'm not going World to state Economic that. Federation, probably? Is I it? Don't know. According to the World Economic Forum, the percentage of unions in private workspaces has fallen from 35% to 6.5%. So that is a we, crazy drop. I don't foresee unions becoming stronger in the next few years and you know i think part of the problem is that the landscape of like especially western um industry is changing it's we're not in the industrial area anymore when like Mm -hmm. workers protections were heavily needed we're in a time where lots of people make their own living uh on the internet like Mm -hmm. writing for columns or doing TikTok. like that those are professions now there's not unions to protect something that is entirely like grassroots i make money off of writing on the internet based income right um i think that's more why we're seeing a decline in unions than anything is just that thing like the workforce is changing people people are self-employed more people don't need unions as much 
uh, as they used to. I guess when it comes to careers that are based off of the internet, you know, things need to be regulated. The internet is a wonderful unbridled stallion, but it needs to be a little bridled. It does need to be a little bridled, but, um, you know, I mean, there's only so much we can do. Only so much we can do. And that's another thing for y'all to think about as you wait for next week's episode. And that was it on our little spiel about unions. How do you feel about that? I, f I feel pretty good about it. Mm -hmm. Would like to find myself a union for the job. I don't have a job, but man, <laughs> if I did. It would be nice to have a union. It would be great to you. have a union for it. When I when I did have a job, I would have loved a union. Let me tell you that. Mm -hmm. Instead, I got uh, a lot of shade towards a particular bakery. <laughs> Not to dive into that right now. That's what I have. Essentially, our goal of this episode was to just inform you about unions because we didn't know much about them. I know many people our age don't know much about them, but it's something useful to know about. Yep. All right, so this was Arya. And I've been Ren. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. The Unfinished Mind is brought to you by the Polymathic Scholars. Our scriptwriters this week were Akshi Bunth, Ariane Austria, Liz Knurk, and Ria Gogia. Sound designed by Jensen Richardson and Amaris Mendoza. Produced by Natalie Lim and Sai Chiruvu. Our publicist is Claire Nevins. Hosted by Arya Bakre and Ren Smith. Thanks for listening, and remember to follow your curiosity.